Welcome to episode eight of the Unmastered Tapes. We are your host, Hadi and Emmy. And today we're joined by the brown Rick Owens, oh, Van wow. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the pod. Welcome to much. the pod. Thank I'm going to try my best to kind of describe uh, your profession, who you are, and then, you know, you can add a bit more color to this, sure. okay? So this is, this is, if I could summarize in one sentence, Venkit is someone who is a stylist, a marketing consultant. He's worked with multiple brands. Um, he's worked with brands like Levi's, Collar Clothing, uh, committee members, and uh, I don't know if I'm missing any more, but is that a, is that a good like summary yeah, of who that's you are? The, yeah, I would say that's like the meat and potatoes of my career. Okay. There's 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 a couple outliers that exist in that in that space, but yeah, I would say that's a pretty good pretty good uh, snapshot. Okay. So we're gonna talk about all things fashion. Okay. And we'll start from the very very beginning. Okay. Like what? Like what when Vinket was a baby, yeah. When like baby Vinket, how did you create your Creative baby Vankit. <laughs> well, baby Vankit was definitely like a chubby baby. <laughs> nice. First and foremost. That's so okay. Chubby baby who's twins with another chubby baby. Nice. Shout out Rajiv. Yeah, shout out my brother Rajiv. Um, so I is your the question is like how did baby Vanky get into how get did into you, all yeah this? like where did you develop your creative eye like where did you become curious about you know it's funny that you say that because like in in this pre production meeting that we had like you mentioned this eye as well <laughs> and like I gotta tell you that like, there is no eye mm. the eye doesn't exist okay I think that like there's like this misconception that people who are into fashion or art have like this natural eye that other people don't have and I think that that exists like I think that people have god-given abilities and talents that are exclusive to them and their perspective but i think in the world of like fashion or apparel you can exist without having a very specific creative outlook which you would consider an eye right like as somebody who's worked in apparel but from like a business perspective i would say i'm just somebody who has a passion for product and who, somebody who considers themselves to be an enthusiast for product right like i care I would say about fashion more than a lot of people. And that is what's kind of given me like the competitive advantage to do what I do. It's never necessarily been an eye. It's more so like an undying interest in product, specifically clothing. I love that. Yeah. I feel like it just kind of, it makes me think because I mean, when we were, when you were doing your intro hottie, you joked about the brown Rick Owens. And when I think of Rick Owens, I think of someone who like has this incredible eye. Like I just feel like he's he this ultimate craft, um, craft, how, craftman craftsmanship he just has like such a unique perspective on fashion um and so when i think of people who like can look at um like a black sweater and see the beauty of the structure i think there's an eye there but i love the way you explain it because it also sounds accessible the way you're explaining it yeah most definitely i mean like i think the, like the rick owen specific example is a really good one in favor of like the having an eye argument because Rick Owens, I would say more than a fashion designer, he's a visionary, mm, right? Like yeah. people who exist in brand building are able to create worlds out of their brand, mm. like Steve Jobs, right? Mm -hmm. Like Steve Jobs isn't a fashion guy, yeah. even though there's a lot of like really interesting overlapping references with Steve Jobs and fashion, which we can probably get into later, like the turtleneck yeah, and the jeans totally. and the new balances, which is like a thing now, yeah. right? Or has been a thing for a long time. But like Rick Owens, I think that like more than he is a clothing guy, he's a world builder. Like he, he designs clothes, but he's been able to create this universe around his brand that includes fashion and furniture and yeah. jewelry wow. and like lifestyle and like personal aesthetic. Like people who wear Rick Owens don't wear anything but Rick Owens. Mm -hmm. Like head to toe, they're in Rick Owens. Yeah. 
And the reason why is because it's actually interesting because if you look at Rick Owens clothing, it's hard to mix Rick Owens with other brands because of how specific the way it's designed. Like the design ethos is so particular and so um, intentional that you can't really wear Rick Owens pants with like Converse shoes. Like yeah, it just looks strange, look, yeah. you know? So like I think Rick Owens is more so a visionary than he is anything else. Like he's able to develop an incredible business that is mm -hmm. international. He's he's from LA, like he's a California guy, okay. but then he moved to the States, or he moved to Europe, sorry, and developed this entire life story. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like he's he's definitely an inspiration to a lot of people, including myself. I remember when I was growing up, I was super into Rick Owens. Yeah. But I was never like someone who could buy Rick Owens because it's like it's an absurd price point. It's like luxury. Yeah, yeah it's like yeah. three thousand dollars for like Crazy. a sweater, you know. Yeah. And like at that point, like is this practical, you know? Which is like what I definitely want to learn about and get into. But before I do, what drew you to fashion? Yeah, I I felt like I went on a tangent. No, there. That, that was, was a perfect your, tangent. Your, but like that was your question. I just think it's so interesting because I think you have such an appreciation yeah. for it. Yeah. Well, okay, so this all started off i feel like because when you're young i feel like as you know like a person of color you're growing up you're trying to find your identity right um when i was younger i was super into sports i played organized basketball for a very long time especially from like a very young age to high school so we didn't play at a very high level in terms of competition but my parents always put us into sports because they're like, yo, you're teenage boys. If you're not involved with the shit, you're going to get into trouble. You know, we want to make sure that you're disciplined. And although me and Rajiv, my twin brother, were chubby kids, like we were very involved in sports. We were the two chubby kids on the court, you know? Um, and when we got to grade nine, grade 10, we would try out for like the school teams and we never made it. Although we were super into basketball, we just weren't good enough. And I remember growing up and like needing like that thing that made me who I was. And I realized after grade nine, grade 10, these hoop dreams weren't going to work out, yeah. you know, like I had to find another thing that made me who I was. And it just so happened that I had a really, really strong interest in rap music mm -hmm. and the aesthetic of rap music. So I would be really into not only like rappers, but what they were wearing. I don't know why, mm -hmm. but I was very drawn to that very particular detail. So in high school, I started just like figuring out that like there were particular brands that I really liked within streetwear. Um, particularly a brand called LRG, which is mm. like, it's a, you familiar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So LRG is like a streetwear brand. Um, they're from the States. It's an acronym for, is it acronym? Yeah, acronym for Lifted Research Group. Okay. Uh, it's like a skate brand that like was super into like the like elevated kind of, I don't want to say weed culture, but like they're in like the skate world, California mm -hmm, skate world. Mm -hmm. um, rest in peace, because the guy who started that died like oh, some damn. time ago. But it was like a legendary brand, yeah. and I was super into it. Okay. And uh, after getting to LRG, it just kind of was like a snowball effect. And like the farther down the rabbit hole I went, the more curious I became, and the smaller my pockets became because I was constantly buying <laughs> clothes. Like I would literally like. My parents are Christian, so we took we would take Christmas very seriously, and mm -hmm. every Christmas I would get Christmas money. And living in Saga, there was no cool shops yeah. to buy LRG at, so I would like take the Go bus down from Mississauga to Scarborough yeah. to like Scarborough Town Center. Damn. And there was these two stores, the Scarborough Town Center called At Ease and Broadway Fashion, um, and both of them carried LRG. So I would take okay. my Christmas money during the Damn. Christmas holidays, and I'd go buy LRG. 
and I'd come back to Mississauga and like flex it after <laughs> Christmas break on all of my cl- on all of my classmates. Funny oh, enough, that's like it? actually how I met Amy because me and Amy right. bonded over clothing in high Amazing. school. But yeah, like the the thing that started it was like this like interest in streetwear, mm-hmm. um, which was rooted in rap music, and that kind of like shaped my identity, shaped how I saw the world, and like Amazing. how I kind of want to build a life. You know, was that the first um, I guess like brand that you bought like LRG like big. Yeah, I would say, I mean, my first big purchase as a It's like kid, one of those things where you say, like, what was your first, like, CD album you yeah, bought? Yeah, like, what was yeah. your... Yeah, yeah, good question. Big so, brand. when I was a kid, my parents lived, like, they were upper class, right? Um, no, sorry, not upper class, sorry. They were middle class, what am I saying? They were middle class? <laughs> Just disrespecting yeah, your parents. Yeah, asshole. So, they were middle class, and... There was a moment in my childhood when my parents, like, they were trying to give us everything that we wanted, but they were, you know, like, they were immigrant parents. Mm -hmm. They couldn't give us everything. So they tried to give us what they could afford. And at the time, all they could afford for these, like, preteen kids were Shaq's. You guys remember Shaq's? I think so. Like, like Shaquille O'Neal had a sneaker available at Payless called Shaq's. And they were, like, their whole, like, value proposition was that they were literally designed sneakers at an extremely affordable price point yeah. and distributed through PayPal. Or not PayPal, Payless sneakers. Where's my brain? Um, Payless. <laughs> so grade, I would say five to f- five to seven, uh, I would just wear shacks. And like I really yeah. wanted cool sneakers. Mm. But I just, I didn't have any money at the time. I was like 10, <laughs> you know, like an idiot little kid. And my parents being the value-driven brown parents that they are, yeah love them to death they would go to the states to shop at the premium outlets Mm. because they love deals right so they go to like erie pennsylvania they go to buffalo and they would shop at the outlet malls and coincidentally there was a nike outlet and i remember going as a young kid and uh finding these vince carter nike shops let's go grade seven like my life changed i would say like (laughs) after buying those shocks because i remember seeing them on like the shelf at this Nike outlet, I remember we were in like Florida and uh, I found these on the shelf and thinking like, yo, like this is the start of this crazy obsession that I'm going to have with like sneakers and Mm. fashion and culture. And also like it was my foray into conspicuous consumption, like people buying shit for status and like buying into a community because it's like shared there's like this shared understanding shared interest over sneakers and what they mean for culture and community so i bought bought these nike shocks and like i wore them to school in the seventh grade and i remember everybody like being like yo where'd you get those and it was my first like taste of what clout tasted yeah, like yeah, yeah. you felt <laughs> you know? good oh i felt i yeah. felt like the man you know so i remember wearing these shocks to school and being like yo like i, I want this feeling again like i want to be on my shit like i want to have something special and uh those shocks like kind of formed my interest in sneakers and then sneakers turned into clothing and then clothing turned into like just design in general and then that turned into like furniture and shit but um yeah i would say like the vince carter nike shocks in grade seven uh started everything that was the gateway yeah and like funny enough like over there like the shoes that i wear to work out and like just do my runarounds are nike shocks because it's a reference to the Vince Carters that I found in grade seven. Amazing. Yeah. I, I randomly that. found those like at Nordstrom and I was like, yo, wow. like I've wanted these for such a long time. I can't find them anywhere. And they remind me of my seven year old self. So wow. pull the trigger. I love that it goes so deep. Um, I find that like, it's so funny how things feel um, very like full circle. Like what we do now as adults, 
a lot of us can say was rooted in like what we were interested in as a kid. Um, one thing I'm so curious about is um, I want I think we Hottie and I when we were kind of planning out this uh, episode, we were like, we got to talk to Vincent about the uniform. Yeah, dude. All uniform. What is this? All black. So to get no, no, the, I love it. Got to yeah, give yeah. some people like context. Some context. Yeah. I've known Vink. How long have I known you for? Like six years, yeah. seven years. I've never seen you wear any color except for black. Mm. <laughs> and, and we want to, I want to dive into like yeah. the art and the beauty behind the uniform. Like why black? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is fire. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. But is this Steve Jobs that you're trying to copy <laughs> and be like, let me yeah, just yeah, yeah. put it's, a uniform you know, on? It's okay. So here's my thing, right? Like I don't want to come off as like this pretentious guy oh, who's yeah. like, yo, like no, 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 I no, only no. wear black because Absolutely I am like a tortured not. soul. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's not what it is, you know? And I feel like it's really easy to look at people who would do such it's like such an absurd thing mm-hmm. and be like, yo, this guy is just like trying to act pretentious. And it's not. It's really what it comes down to is laziness. Mm. Okay. Interesting. And now it's more so just like because it's like routine. But mm-hmm. when it started, I was into clothes, but I just got really tired of having to wake up every day and be like, yo, what goes with what? Yeah. Mm. Totally. You know? Yeah. And like this was also at the start of my like foray into fashion. So I will a- admit that I was very, very easily influenced. Mm-hmm. And at the time, my perception, like the perception that I was getting from people who work in fashion is that they wear black all the time. And it was it was something that I was seeing like on the runway. Like I'd yeah. see like fashion designers, you know, at the end of every show they out, and they say yeah. hi or whatever. And I would always just black. see them in like a black T-shirt yeah. and like a simple pair of black pants. Mm-hmm. And I started to realize that like you don't have to be this like really obnoxiously dressed person mm-hmm. to have an interest and passion for clothing. Yeah. You can like be very well dressed and very, very subtly dressed without it being this like public declaration that you're into fashion, you know, and somebody who's lazy by nature, <laughs> I just started wearing black every yeah. day. Cause I'm like, yo, this shit goes with everything. Yeah. And like, it just became a thing. It just stuck, you know? Yeah, and totally. like people started to notice that I just wore black every day and it became like part of my brand. Thing. Yeah. yeah. And like unintentionally, I just, <laughs> no, it wasn't, totally. I wasn't trying to make this like a thing, but it just happened. Yeah. And now at age 29, like my entire closet is like filled black. with black clothing. <laughs> you know, it's funny though. Like I like, I don't know if I mentioned this to Ada, but Shout out to yeah, my, my, my beautiful girlfriend Ada standing <laughs> over there. Um, there has been moments this year where I've thought about like, yo, is this the year? <gasps> no, yeah. to branch what, out. What yeah. Don't do it, bro. Though? I no. would start start small. Like, like gray. I start gray. Yeah. You know, like start gray. Maybe like hints of color. Like I, there's like purple. On yeah, my like the purple now. stripes. Yeah. But like right now, it's like I'll wear black, but there might be like a, a trim on the, on the clothing mm-hmm. that might be colorful. So maybe that's like me dipping my toe into the water I a love, little bit. You I know? know, I love that though, because I I remember a few. Um, podcasts back we interviewed our friends Ahmed and Chris who you also obviously are yeah, close with my dogs and um, I was talking about how like Ahmed has an appreciation for movies and we watched this movie together and I I f- by your name yes. yes were you there as well I wasn't okay. but I'm familiar <laughs> really with the movie and I listened to the podcast yeah, totally and I remember saying that I um, watched the movie through his eyes in a way because I knew he had an appreciation for for film and when it comes to like black clothing or wearing like black items, I feel like I have a deeper appreciation for it because of you. Cause oh, I feel I like I'll that. look at things and look at the structure or look at like the form or look at the tone of the black. Cause I, I think it's deeper than like, Oh, I'm just going to wear black cause it's easy. Like there is, you're right. Like there is something Nuance. understated. Exactly. Most definitely. I'm glad yeah. that you said that. Cause like, I feel like wearing black, although like it's now become like this pretentious thing where 
inherently wearing black allows you to focus on details yes right like definitely. you can you can focus on things like how things fit or like the material of things mm -hmm. or like how things drape on your body or like you know just like how things are tailored just generally or i feel like with non-black clothing there's more things to be considered so when you wear black like it allows you to just focus on the immediate features of what you're wearing you know mm -hmm. but I'm, I'm glad i'm glad totally. that could be a positive of course yeah. you know Always. the other thing also is like when you're thinking about clothes now the clothes that you buy now are you thinking about the functionality yeah versus the aesthetics like I'm, I'm assuming like when you were growing up was maybe more aesthetics because you're like I, I gotta flex with this looks this looks fire but as i get older i'm like yo i just want to be comfy <laughs> You know, you know, I, I agree, but you I know? also disagree. Okay. And I agree because, like I said, I'm inherently a lazy person, so I just want to be comfortable all the time. Like, I think I own quite a bit of clothing, but I own literally one pair of jeans. Mm. One pair of jeans because the idea of wearing tight, like, tight not even tight because my jeans aren't I stopped wearing skinny jeans a long time ago. <laughs> but, Dude, same. But, and it was a disaster. Bro, <laughs> I look back and I look at those Those were the undecided like, years, yo. Yeah, like, so I can't, it was bad. I can't look at, take those pictures and show my future kids no. and be proud of who I was no. back then. You no, know? no, 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 no. But I say I only have one pair of jeans because jeans are like the most uncomfortable pair of pants that I have. Most of my pants are like nylon or things that have mm, like stretchy stretch, material, yeah. you know, like things that are, um, what's the word for it? Uh, things that are like they, I, they, I can modify them, mm. you know, like there are things that I can like put on and I can modify the fit, like whether it's like a drawstring in the waistband. Yeah. Before I used to really care about like functionality because I was like exposed to the elements, like leaving my house. But I feel like in a post pandemic world, a lot of my clothes, one look the same and fit the same because it's, my purchasing decision has been driven by the same value, which is I want to be comfortable. But I will say with that being said, there are definitely purchases that I make that I'm like, yo, this is going to be the most uncomfortable pair of pants I'll ever have. <laughs> but we're on date night, you know, I mean, I might unbutton them under the table, you know, but <laughs> that's fine. You know what I mean? No one needs to know. But I would say like, yeah, the majority of my purchases these days have been about functionality because, bro, like I'm almost seven, it's almost 70. 70. That's how I feel. <laughs> it was like, know? yep. Yeah. 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 That's I how that I too. feel, you know? I'm almost 30 this year, and, like, I just want to be comfortable. I don't mm. want to have to put myself through yeah. unnecessary in inconvenience and in being uncomfortable if totally. I can just choose clothing that puts me in a position to make smarter decisions. Mm. If I'm uncomfortable, Damn. I'm worried about being uncomfortable and all the other shit yeah, going on. Totally. It's just, like, one less decision that I got yeah, to worry especially about. Especially if you know? leave the house, you have to, like, think about all the plans you're going to do with those tight jeans. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, like, yo, I want to just, like... Clothing shouldn't be my number one problem. Mm. Clothing should be like the my, the last problem that I have. Totally. Like in although I'm a fashion guy, I can, I will be completely transparent and say that clothing inherently is a superficial and a materialistic thing mm -hmm. that that only the privileged are able to experience mm. and enjoy because third world country like this is not a value that they Definitely share. They don't not. care about this. Yeah. This is not important. It doesn't yeah. affect their day-to-day -day lives, but Living in a first world, like we have very different problems, we're privileged, and yeah. we're uh, w uh, w the worst thing that we got to worry about is whether 
<laughs> the button on my jeans are going to make me yeah. allow me to eat my third <laughs> junior chicken <laughs> for the so day. True. You know oh what I mean? God. So yeah. now it's like, yo, like I don't really care about this. Yeah. I want to be comfortable. I don't want this to control my life. I want to be able to like make smart decisions and like grow yeah. as a human, be my strongest version of myself and not be by impeded by uncomfortable clothing. You know? I love how it comes back to clothing. Oh, it does. Like the, like the way you move around the world, the way you like assert yourself, um, also comes back to like how you dress and what you wear. And I love that. Yeah. I love that concept. A hundred percent. You know, I, I tell Ada, like, this is also going to sound super pretentious, <laughs> but like allow me for a second. Right. My thing is like, whether it's clothing or it's furniture or like even like the jobs that I take, I try to make every decision that I make through the lens of like, is this, is this like, uh, the futurism mm. that's being, used to dictate the decisions that i make like is this would the future version of my of myself be happy with this with this choice you know what i mean and like i want to make sure that i'm not making choices that are rooted in the moment and being a prisoner of the moments wow. were to wearing skinny jeans <laughs> you, you know what i mean like yeah, yeah, yeah. that was such a blip in time that like i don't think we'll ever go back to that no i don't think we'll ever go back to that and that was such a that was such a decision that was so heavily based in the moment that now bridging 30 i'm like yo like i want to make decisions that are reflected by the future version futuristic version of myself mm -hmm. and that comes down to like you know like going in the gym and like eating healthy and yeah. like buying brand buying clothes from particular brands that are you know like uh responsible like or forward thinking yeah. Yeah. or like on the cutting edge of design you know like i, I want to be making decisions that are for the strongest version of myself and for the future version of myself. That's crazy because it, it reminds me of that saying where like you should only be competing with your future self. Most definitely. Or you should be looking up to your future self. Um, yeah, and the people say like concept. you should dress for the job that you want, not yeah. the job you have. Yeah. And like the job you want is in your future, is it not? Crazy. Unless yeah. you're unless you're like a millionaire and you're like you're yeah. you're, you're like an executive for totally. Def Jam or something. <laughs> I don't know, but like the the future version of yourself is probably dressing better and has mm -hmm. a better job. So mm -hmm. that's I don't know. That's like the ethos that I kind of use. That's wild. Because I just wear sweats all day, every and day. And you yeah, should. I was say, I wear PJs that's to work. But if that is, like, the criteria that you use to dis like to make your decisions, that should be the criteria that you use to make your decisions. Yeah. Because mm. maybe the future version of yourself is executing million-dollar deals, but down. is wearing a hoodie and sweatpants, and Super that's down. okay. It's your perception of that, what yeah. that looks like. Yeah. And that's your uniform. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. I mean, the other thing is also, like, um, just talking on clothing and work-related stuff, like, I can't believe there was a time that I used to wear a suit every day to work, mm. button up tight, my crotch is suffocating. <laughs> and now I get to just wear sweats every day and work from home. Like it's crazy how far we've come and Most I'm glad we're, we're here. Bro, if I never have to wear a suit ever again, I'd be a happy be guy. So yeah. happy. I think suits are, this is going to be a very hot, a very hot take, Let's hear but it. I think that suits are an outdated idea. Interesting. I think that like there is should be a world that exists where we're able to design formal clothing that aren't suits. Mm. I think suits were like designed centuries, a century ago. Yeah. yeah. And even suits that are designed now are designed with the same design language as suits designed century a century ago. Mm -hmm. But we haven't really like moved like from that. We haven't it, yeah. really like advanced from that, you know. And I think that there is a world that exists where we can show up to a very formal setting, not wearing a suit. Yeah. Would you ever, are you into designing? Like, would you ever take pen to paper and like map out, like what would that, like what would that Yeah, like? I mean, I've done a little bit of clothing design in the past, like when I was like younger. And I realized that like, I think 
there was something to be said about leaving designing to designers. Interesting. Okay. You know, like I think I know myself well enough at this stage in my career where like I care about design, but I care about design through a consumer's lens, mm. not through a creator's lens. Okay. And I think I've been able to like acknowledge that I enjoy consuming products designed by other people because I can appreciate the thought and process that goes into it. Mm -hmm. But I don't feel the need to design things on my own. Okay. You know, like I were much more interested in like what went into the business of marketing mm -hmm. that product okay. and maybe being involved in that process yeah. and like that, um, that, you know, like that journey as a consumer, but designing not really only because like, I want to be able to like buy something from somebody who's better at designing than I am. Gotcha. I'm just, but a weak man. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like I want to design. Yeah. Yo. And like, I want to be able to design something. I want to be able to buy something. Sorry. From somebody who put so m as much effort into the product as I did into a product that I care about the business side from. Totally, you know what I mean? Totally. Like, You're basically staying in your lane in, in a way. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. know my lane. I'm not yeah. a designer. Yeah. I care about design and totally. I appreciate design, but I'd rather leave that to somebody who's one, technically trained to do it, and two, mm -hmm. emotionally invested in the process of building something. Definitely. You know? Definitely. And when we think of like design, we, when we think of design in fashion, and sometimes, maybe I just don't understand it, high fashion, mm. you look at some fashion shows and i'm like dude what the hell is this yeah. like wh what are they yeah. wearing like, how um, is this the, the the i guess maybe i don't fully understand it. it's like what is the purpose that they're trying to display here like i'll give you an example i don't even know how to pronounce i'm gonna butcher it shirapelli uh not familiar. Okay, you know Kylie wore this lion on her dress. Yes, yes, yes. What's the yes, name yes, of the design yes. shirt? Some, I don't know. Okay, well, I'm going to butcher it, but he, I think he's actually an American um, person, man, who's mm -hmm. living in Paris. But yeah, he has like, there was this infamous um, dress Kylie wore. At yeah, she was show. sitting in front row. Yeah, yeah, yeah the lion's that. head. Like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. like that was on the runway. And I think I looked at it and I was like, I don't get it. But I think it's because of my lack of understanding of maybe like the yeah, industry. Like, what, what is, it? is it? Is it meant to display art? No, maybe. Who am I to say? I'm not an artist and I'm not the, the creator. So mm -hmm. I don't want to take that away from that person. But I can tell you what my thoughts yeah, are. Yeah, we would love your And thoughts. my thoughts are it's all out of novelty. Mm. I think that like people who watch fashion shows and don't understand that is a very normal thing okay. because you're not supposed to understand. Mm. Even people like me who have like been in this industry for going on a decade, like there are th there are things that I see on runways even till now that I'm like this doesn't need to exist, but I can tell you that that's not how it's supposed to work. Like fashion shows that you see really really crazy designs where you're like yeah. yo who the hell would ever wear this? Yeah. It's it's costume design. It's performance art. It's it's part of a larger experience of the fashion show. Interesting. So when you see that in fashion shows, the way that like fashion companies like business models are built is that those pieces are never gonna hit shelves at malls yeah they're meant to be part of a larger experience in like communicating the brand communicating the inspiration for the product like what like went into the theme of the yeah, collection okay. but it's not meant to be like yo like look at this piece that's on the runway now mm -hmm. everybody's gonna wear it but does yeah. it ever distill down sometimes if the if the tr if the product creates a trend that is consumable enough on a early majority late majority or laggard consumer level mm -hmm. then it can tr trickle down to the point where people who are shopping in malls can take part in that trend like skinny jeans right like a long time ago there was like this very infamous designer named hetty slamane who 
was the lead of YSL. Okay. And they popularized the skinny jean. It was like that rock star mm -hmm. style. It's mm -hmm. like leather jackets, skinny jeans, like dudes who look like they're doing heroin, like long hair, like that aesthetic, that look. But that style started off on the runways. And then it trickled down into like main, like mainstream middle of America consumers who wanted to replicate that style for like the everyday person. And then brands started to test that in the market and they started to see that there was a demand for it and then it became such a huge trend that mm. it became like the bread and butter for the denim industry like mm. every brand at the time was selling skinny jeans yeah. because baggy jeans were out everybody wanted skinny jeans and it became not only a trend but like the main look for denim you know mm -hmm. so i think like to your question where to your question it can trickle down but there has to be like mainstream and real world application for that product to see shelves at the mall you know so that's such a cool to your yeah. your, th your comment about the lion costume like i think it's novelty it's just mm -hmm. meant for people to be like oh shit like yeah. look at that it's like performance art it's meant to draw a reaction out of people personally i don't really get behind that type of stuff because i find that like it's like sensational for the sake of being sensational mm -hmm. I like things that are designed well, yeah. designed with purpose, designed for functionality, designed with like care, you know? And I'm not saying that like that line costume wasn't designed with care, but I think that it was more so created to get the reaction out of people rather than it was to be a good product. And I resonate with good, well-designed products than I am, than I do with products that are designed for clout. You know what totally. I mean? Totally. And like for entertainment, it reminds me of, um the spray on dress the infamous yeah. bella hadid which was like fascinating i think i maybe i appreciated the lion dress less but like the fact that this spray what came out of this can i think or this like spray thing turned into like a wearable dress just felt like a mix of technology and art and fashion but then it was like in my head i was like this is so cool like what if you went to underserved communities and like sprayed on clothes maybe i don't know like there's it just how opens far can up you go down exactly the, rabbit hole. the curiosity yeah. yeah you know it's funny that you mentioned that because like i don't know how much research you've done into like the spray on thing but the original reference from that was that you guys are familiar with, with that with the designer alexander mcqueen yeah yeah so alexander mcqueen uh r.i.p yeah, he he left this world like quite a few years ago i think mm -hmm. going on more than a decade but one of his most infamous shows is that a model walked down the runway and in I think like in the middle of the runway there was these robotic arms that were attached to these like spray like spray paint guns that sprayed the model that was spinning on this oh, platform okay. so the Bella Hadid spray on dress was originally re the original reference was this Alexander McQueen spray on dress that they saw on the on the runway and the idea was that it was trying to like and I may be totally butchering like the designer like the like the show notes but from my understanding, the idea was to essentially like really communicate the intersection between um, technology and how we look at clothes. But again, I think it's more so sensationalism than it is about like real world application. Mm -hmm. You know, like Absolutely. I don't think that anybody brands aren't going to be able to replicate this on a mass level. People yeah. will never be walking around with like spray on course, clothes. But I think as like a moment in time where people like raise their eyebrows or like, oh, shit, like that's something we haven't seen before. I think it's great. It's great to like get garner attention, but I don't think that like has any real world application or value. Totally. And know? it's also really cool to see the intersection of like all these different things. Like you see fashion mixing with technology, which is so cool mixing yeah. with like art. And then you kind of, yeah, it just kind of grows and bleeds into all these different uh, 
industries, I guess. Yeah. And speaking of high fashion, this is this is something that is a little unique. We haven't done this before, but I'm really, really curious to get your perspective on this. And this really is a segment where we're going to show you a couple of photos. Okay. And you're going to let us know if it's on fleek. Oh, here we go. Or if it reeks. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So we're going to start with the first one here. Should I show it? Let's Yeah, let's okay. show him the first one. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with this photo. Just for the listeners that are listening on audio, not visual. This is Julia Fox. And if you zoom in a little bit, you'll understand what she's wearing or, or holding, I should say. Is it a, is she, it a purse? So she's, so she's in all like a black latex outfit with like platform stilettos. And she has a handbag, but it's not any handbag. It's actually like a human body silhouette. I think it's like probably paper mache. Yeah. But it's literally, it looks like she's holding like a human body strapped onto her. But it's a handbag. Hmm. So. Do you know, do either of you know what gimp suits are? This is going to get real weird real quickly. <laughs> so gimp suits are like like a like our latex suits that people wear in like the BDSM oh. space. Ooh. And like the it looks like that. Like they're meant to be like um anonymous uh submissive people who wear these suits and like I also could be butchering that, but that's my perception of it, my knowledge but of it. But do you think it's a little drippy? It, most definitely not. So here's my <laughs> thing. Reeks, okay. no, yeah, this all, my thing is, like again, like I'll preface by saying this is just my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No disrespect to right. Julia Fox, of or course. Anybody or anybody who's into anyone. this, right? Yeah. But my opinion is that, again, like I think that there's something to be said about products or people who dress in a particular way to get reactions mm. and like i don't think that this is this is well-designed product this mm -hmm. is just like product that or a, a bag or pants or whatever it is or a aesthetic that is designed to be um attention grabbing mm -hmm. which to me and again like my just my my two cents it often like uh, it often devalues design of product when things are made specifically to get people's attention. Yeah, right, right, totally. right, right. And like, who gets dressed like every day on a Tuesday thinking like, "Yeah, I'm just like a gimp guy." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just a little much. And I yeah. get it. If yo, if it's for Fashion Week yeah, and people yeah. go all out for Fashion Week, then yo, then do it's you? Yeah. But w do I rate it? No, because I just think that like there's so many ways to go about this without cheapifying if that's mm. a word the brand yeah. and like the things that you put on your body for the sake of like totally. being like yo everybody look at me i yeah. look like a crazy person but i also you know think I mean? there's an element of like julia fox is like widely sensationalized like she yeah. i mean i i kind of dig her i think she's like pretty cool but i think like she's also someone where you look and you're like oh what is she gonna wear next yeah um, so i think it also comes back to like you know the attention grabbing but like she's also someone that people are looking at to see like oh what's she gonna do next because she's like she has a brand, mm -hmm. right? Like whether it's like the Kanye stuff yeah. or like the uncut gems soundbite, you know, that like was crazy. she has gotten so much clout from the internet over the last year that when you show up wearing shit like that, I'm not surprised. Yeah, totally. Cause I'm like, this is your brand. You're trying to sustain relevancy before your 15 minutes of fame are over. I mean, hot take, but I would argue that like, Yo, who is Julia Fox? <laughs> Facts. Like, before this Kanye thing, like, I didn't want to no know who she was. Yeah. I think, is she an actor? She's an actor, yeah. Yeah, like, I I don't know if I've ever seen a movie with her in it. Uncut Jazz. Maybe I have, yeah. but that's my point, right? <laughs> she is so, like, irrelevant to normal people that now that she's, like, doing things for attention, I look at that, I'm like, yo, like, this, you're corny. You know what I mean? Like, why are we doing this? You know, like, you're doing this for cloud, and it's like, 
nobody gets dressed like this on a random 100%, Tuesday, you know? 100%. But, okay, so so we're, we're agreeing that it reeks. Yeah, yes. I would say it reeks. Yeah. Okay, want to show you one more, okay. given that you're a big rapper, uh, you know, enthusiast. Yeah, yeah. most okay. definitely. So what do we think about this? Okay, fair, so great, this, this great, This is the Young fashion. Thug dress. Right. Um, what, what are we thinking about this? Okay, so one, I recently saw in an interview that it's not a dress. Ah. Young Thug did an interview, I think, with Big Boy. You guys feeling yeah, like yeah, Big Boy? Yeah. Like he does, he's based in LA. Um, Big Boy asked him about the album cover and he was like, yo, like, what was going through your mind when you wore the dress? Young, and like Thugger was like, what dress? Ah. It's not, a, it's a shirt that just looks like a dress. Mm. So I think to like the untrained eye, if it was a dress, would I be surprised? No, because I think Young Thug's brand is androgynous by nature. He's able to like bend gender norms mm -hmm. and yeah. make it cool. Kind of like Harry Styles. Yo, yeah. yeah well, yeah. okay, maybe not. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm not the biggest Harry Styles guy. Okay. Okay. We'll get, we can get into <laughs> yeah, that later, later. But like, I think that like Young Thug, I, I respect because mm -hmm. he does fashion really, really well sometimes. Sometimes he shows up and I'm like, yo, bro, what are you wearing? <laughs> like, why are you wearing the wildest medium shirt? You know what I <laughs> mean? And you're like six foot seven. Doesn't make any sense. But I think that like there are moments that he's had where he's able to use his influence. Um, to sensationalize the idea that you don't have to only wear men's or women's mm -hmm, clothing. Mm -hmm. I think fashion can be this like expressive thing where you can try new things, you can experiment, you can figure things out, you can be curious about things that might be strange. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's, I guess it's about personal expression and like an extension of what your identity is. Yeah. And when I saw that album cover, I didn't think anything of it. At first I thought it was like, yo, where is this from? Mm -hmm. Is this like cultural appropriation? Because it has these like Asian yep. vibes mm -hmm. going on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like I think from that perspective, we have to be a little bit careful. But I think from the perspective of like, is this a dress? I think my answer is like one, who cares? And two, if Young Thug used that as a marketing tactic to get attention for the rollout yeah. of this album, it was worked. it successful? Most it. definitely. 100%. Would I wake up and be like, yo, I'm going to go hit the gym in this? Probably <laughs> not. You know, but yo, do it's like a do you boo totally. type situation. Is, yeah, yeah. And like, yo, at the end of the day, it's Young Thug. You yeah. know, like so if anybody's bleak. deserving yeah. of it's this opportunity, yeah, 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 we'll say it's bleak. 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 Yeah, because I'll say it's it. Young Thug. Sure, sure, sure. This is the last one. Yeah. And this one, I definitely think is on fleek. Yeah. Okay. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna We're show gonna it. Show, to this you. is actually we had to dig for this one. Okay. Um, but this was. Wow. <laughs> wow. For context, this is How a photo. Oh, I'll tell you in a second. This is a photo of Vinket, I think from high school, in a magazine that says Trend Boys as the cover. We're definitely wow. going to be showing this one. That's crazy. Um, and it's got articles of clothing around him. And I don't know, Hottie, like, what would you say he's wearing? Um, a Listen, flannel shirt with a cardigan and skinny jeans. And Vans. And Vans. Okay, so it's I, drippy, I, here's my thing, right? I mean, I'm not trying to toot my own horn. But let's also be mindful of the, the context. Sure, of Because course. this was in grade 12. Like, what oh. year was it in grade 12? Like, this 2012. was- 2012. Uh, yeah, 2011 for you. 2011 yeah, yeah, for yeah. me. Yeah, so in 2011, people were still wearing baggy jeans. Yes. Right? Definitely. Not to go down this rabbit hole, but word to our guy, Ammon, he can attest to this. <laughs> At that time, when you were wearing skinny jeans, you're getting roasted. Yeah. You know, it's like part homophobia, mm. part people like not being comfortable with things that are different. You know what I mean? Like we were, I was wearing skinny jeans and it was not a thing yet. And like my girlfriend roasts me sometimes because <laughs> she'll be like, yeah, yeah, I get it. You invented skinny jeans. Yeah. But I'm like, yo, like I think there's something that needs to be said for 
people who have an interest in something and are willing to experiment at the cost of what other people think about them. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I was wearing skinny jeans and yo, I got roasted. But I will say that like, at the time, that's a pretty decent outfit, considering that it is. Yeah, yeah, I would say it's fleeky. It's yeah. a it's a it's a plaid shirt with a cardigan, <laughs> jeans, and vans. You were ahead of your time. hundred percent. I'm not saying it was like the flyest <laughs> outfit, but yo, I was like what like. I was 16 years old. 100. percent In Saga. Listen, I said it was drippy. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Who shared? Actually, he shared more than one. Wow. Yeah, yeah I but we picked that spare, one. Yeah, we picked that's that crazy. one. No, that was a real, real Nardwar moment. Yeah. I thought I, for, I thought I like put that in the archive <laughs> and nobody knew about that. Hammett brought it back. to We life. had to dig deep for that one. Listen, we appreciate you sharing your yes. your insight on these different clothings and different types of uh, uh, fashion, but. Not only that, we appreciate you giving us an insight into your world and mm-hmm. why you, you know, um, have such an af- uh, affection to to fashion. Mm-hmm. So thank you for being on the podcast. Most definitely. Thank you for sharing. We appreciate you. And we're signing out. This is the Unmastered Tapes.